whom we all know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is condemnation. Uh, the light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be manifest, opened up, that he can see them, that they are wrought in God. Let's pray. Father, we love you tonight. We thank you, Lord God, that we got to come back to your house. And Lord, that we can get the old Bible out and preach a little bit, and shout a little bit, and sing a little bit, and let the light shine, Lord. We just pray that you'll turn that light on, Lord. Just make this pulpit a lighthouse tonight. Let the light come out, Lord. And, and uh, ones that need to uh, get under the pew, just get under the pew till it dims off a little bit. Just whatever you need to do, Lord, I pray you use me to do it. Lord, if I start to say something or get out of the ditch you got me laced up in, stammer me up and get me back on track. Father, I pray for my wife. She struggled bad today. I pray you touch my mom. I pray you love on her. <laughs> Lord, I pray you give her a little air. Father, we just love you. We thank you. Take care of her, Lord, till I get home. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Jesus is, is dealing with Nicodemus, and uh, they ain't bothering me. Let them, they, they're all right. I can't preach over them young as I need to quit preaching anyway. If, if Nicodemus is talking to Jesus, he came to Jesus in the night. I ain't got no problem with that. I've heard guys have a little bit of a problem with that. That don't bother me. It's almost a war going on at this time, and Nicodemus, he didn't know what was going on. He was a Pharisee. He was a, for, for lack of a better, he was in the hierarchy of the religious leaders. The Pharisees were the ones that was making the rules. Uh, they condemned people real quick. Uh, they were the religious leaders of the day. I, I'll, I'll put it like that. As far as I can tell, Nicodemus is probably the only Pharisee that got saved in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Paul didn't get it till later on a little bit, so we could probably say that. Nick, Nick, and you have to agree with me, Nicodemus did get saved. He wouldn't have been at the cross pulling Jesus' body down if he hadn't got something. Now I believe he got most of it right here this night in, in chapter 3 of John. And Jesus is talking to him, and they're going over this stuff, and Jesus, Nicodemus don't understand. He's been indwelt, ingrained in the law, and that's all he knows is, is walking right, talking right, don't do this on the Sabbath, don't do that. And, and that's all he knows. But for them to had the parts of the Bible that they had, they should have knew a little better. They should have knew somebody was coming. Amen. And, and, and Jesus tells him, he says, Nicodemus, you, you must be born again. Well, that really just that got him all, you know, he didn't know what was going on. And, and he, he, he kept asking the Lord, just like me or you would ask the preacher or whatever. I mean, you know, I, I got no fault with Nicodemus at all. And uh, I, I'm, I'm glad Nicodemus came in the night and, and we got this scripture. Amen. 
And Jesus tells him, and, and he goes on. Well, he, he's, Jesus is still talking to Nicodemus of what I read to you. 3, 15, 16 on to, uh, to 21. That's all talking to Nicodemus. I believe we can say that. I don't believe I'm wrong there. This is all for Nicodemus. Amen. And later on in John, I forget where it's at, but the Pharisees are carrying on a little bit, and Nicodemus kind of stands up for the Lord, and he says, well, wait a minute now. You know, he's getting it. Things is happening. And by the time Calvary comes, Nicodemus got it. He knows what's went on there. Jesus told Nicodemus, he said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God's love, agape love, and, you, and you've heard all these, these three loves explained. I'm not going to do that. But, but God's love is dependent on God. It's not dependent on me and you. If you don't get nothing else tonight, get that. His love depends on his integrity, not mine and your integrity. Amen. When we were at our worst place in our life, God loved us. He, he did. He, when, when we was fornicating, having sex before we got married, drinking liquor, smoking dope, God loved you. Amen. He still loves you. Amen. God loves you. He does. He does. God loves us. We, we, we can't, it's, it's hard to, you know, Hard to get that, but we need to preach that a little bit more, you know, about his love and, and, and talk about it and, and think about it and think about the shape we was in before we accepted what he did on the cross and we got saved from our sin problem and we changed addresses. We, you know, you need to think about that a little bit. What, what he did on Calvary, the love that he had for me and you on the cross, it's amazing. It's, 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 it, he loves us. Amen. And he loves everybody. Let me read it again. For God so loved, that so right there, I'll get the preacher to explain that so to you one day. It's, I think it's a demonstrative ad, adverb. That's what it is. And if you was reading that like like it needed to be read, it'd say, for God so loved the world. Amen. I'm trying to make a point right there. Uh, and he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, uh, God loves Chinese people. God loves Muslims. I mean, I'm trying to get this. God loves the world. God made Adam and Eve because he, he wanted somebody to love on and to love him. I believe that with all my heart. I believe that's why he made Adam and Eve. And then the problem happened. And they had to come up with a way. They had to come up with Calvary to where we could get back in with the Lord. We could, so we could get in that love vein Personal love vein, you could say. Amen. I, I said to somebody one time, and I knew they was lost, and, and they said, well, preacher, I've been praying, and 
I said, did you, did you get saved lately? He said, no, no, I ain't saved yet. I said, well, ain't the issue of praying. It ain't going nowhere. You ain't on his team yet. And they like, they like to die. I said, listen, brother, until you get his address right, you know, you pray all you want to, don't matter. It ain't going nowhere. The, the first prayer God hears from a sinner is the one where he asks them for forgiveness and asks them to save them. Amen. God loves us. I want you to get this. This ain't the sermon. It, that next part's the sermon. But I, I want you to understand God loves us. He does. He loves us. God loves us. It's, 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 we, we can't, our mind ain't big enough to understand that kind of love that somebody would die. If, if, if I died for Canaan, it'd be one thing. Canaan's my grandson. I love Canaan. He, you know, we'd say, well, you know, Ken jumped out in front of that train and, and uh, saved Canaan's life. That, that's one thing. But to die for a drug addict and somebody that's molested a kid is another thing. That's the kind of love I'm talking about. Amen. And, and he, he done it for everybody. Whosoever is everybody. Everybody's got an opportunity. Now, I, I don't want to get sidetracked on here, but there's some sexual sin you better be careful with. The Bible says God turned you over to a reprobate mind and he means business. That means you won't feel it no more. Your conscience is seared. It's over. It's all Romans 1. If you don't believe me, read it. It's all right there. It's got a lot to do with sexual sin, idolatry, but, but God loves everybody. He loves the world. And he gave his only begotten son <coughs> so that whosoever <coughs> believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He goes on down and says, For God sent not his Son into the world, condemned the world, but that the world through him that might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but that he believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son. People tell me all the time, and I hear this more than the average person does, and it bothers me, it bothered me for a long time, and I finally learned to answer it this way, and it seems to work, and, I, and people's got saved off, off this, saying this. And they say, well, preacher, you know a God of love. There's no way a God that loves somebody as much as you're talking about would let somebody or send somebody to an eternal hell. And I say, listen, when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, everything out of Adam and Eve, which is everybody, is born under condemnation. They're born wicked. They're born, thank you, Randy. They're born full of iniquity. That means bent, crooked, you know, we don't want to think about our little babies being, being full of iniquity and crooked. They are. You ain't got to teach them to lie. You got to teach them not to lie. Amen. And I tell them, I said, it's like we're on a ship. Now, I was in the Navy, so I go back to the water all the time. It's like we was on a ship, and we had these lifeboats on the ship. And it's like a ship's going down when we're born.
We're on our way to hell when we're born. Amen. Everybody, everybody. God, 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 we're born like that. But God give us a lifeline or a lifeboat. And he says, just get in the lifeboat. You ain't got to go to hell, but it's your decision. Amen. That, that, the, what I want to hit on just a little bit tonight, and uh, I'm not going to rush. I want to make sure somebody, somebody, God really poured this through me this week for, for this night, and I knew he did. I want to make sure we understand in soul winning and telling people the gospel, the Bible says, and this is, con- and, and this is the condemnation, that light is coming to the world, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Now, when we preach the gospel, we shine a light. Does that make sense to you? If you go back to John 1, it, it says Jesus is the light. Amen. So this, the word of God is his light. And when we preach it, when we read it, when we teach it, we're shining his light. What light does, it makes the darkness scatter a little bit. If you take this light in a dark room, it ain't that the light's lighting anything up, it's that the darkness is leaving. When I was a kid, I lived in a single wide trailer just like I do now, and it was old and beat up. And if I woke up at 2 o'clock in the morning and cut the kitchen light on, guess what happened? Cockroaches had all run. They didn't like the light. For some reason, I don't know what happened to cockroaches, but they're about gone. I don't see many no more. Still got them little furry rats. And, and they run too. You get up and cut the light on, they'll be up eating crumbs on the counter, and them rats got to go. Amen. I'm trying to make a little point here, but uh, when, when you're preaching or when you're soul winning, you're putting a light out to people and they don't like it. You with me? They, people that are lost don't like light because the light that you're projecting, the Jesus light that you're putting out, offends them because it shows, that light shows their wickedness or their sinfulness, we could say. Wickedness ain't the right word there. But, but it, it opens up their sin. You with me? You know the reason people change churches? Because it gets too light in the one they're in. Preach right there, preacher. That's good preaching right there. I seen a brother the other day. I said, brother, you still going over yonder so-and-so? He said, nah. Brother, I, I had to get out of there. I said, well, I didn't ask him why. I knew why. Well, he got a little light over there. He was hunting a shady spot. Say amen right there. That's good preaching. It is. When that old preacher gets to preaching the gospel and giving out the gospel, and it opens up your sin problem. You don't like it because that light's shining and you can't stand it. It's blinding your eyes. Sometimes when Shane Jackson gets to preaching, it gets so good and so bright, I want to crawl up my pew because it's blinding me. It's wearing me slam out. Amen. But when you get saved, right? when you get saved, 
you ought to want to come into the light. You ought to want to get the last part of that I read. It says, and it's a little, it's hard to, but he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. If a saved person, somebody loves the Lord, has got a problem, he knows he's got a problem, when the preacher preaches and opens up a problem and shines a light on that problem, he ought to want to fix that problem. You with me? He ought to want to fix it. If he's saved, that's why when we see somebody's beer joint and we led them to the Lord or you know, we thought they were saved and we see them out running again, we say, well, something's wrong. Now, the reason they ain't coming to church is what we're talking about. You with me? That's the reason they don't want to come to church because the light's on at the church. And the cockroaches and the rats having to run. That's good preaching, I'm telling you it is. When Shane gets up and preaches or whoever's preaching, the light, Jesus' light gets shined out. This is his light. The word of God is his light. Amen. And when it gets preached, it shines that light out into a dark world. But the Bible says men like it dark. They don't like it lit up. Amen. When we have the hot dog stand, this crowd comes in, and I'll walk down the line about every time, try to shake their hands, try to give them a soul winning track or the hot dog card. It's got my phone number on it. And I'll tell them, you know, if you want to go to church, I'll come get you. You just got to call me. My phone number's on there. And I can watch them, not all of them, but half of them anyway, don't even want to look me in the eye. You know why they don't want to look me in the eye? Because that light's going out. Amen. That light's going out. Now, I had this problem at work. These two brothers, I'm going to be careful right here, but this what it is. They... Had, had, had a lot of fun with me because they knew I was a preacher. Notice I said two guys. I'll, I'll let y'all get all that figured in there. And, they, you know, they'd talk ugly to me and say stuff and this and that and everything. I, I told both of them one day I'd have about all I could take, you know. I said, listen, if y'all want to talk to me when you come in here, won't you wear your sunglasses where we can carry on conversation? I said, because that light coming off me is blinding y'all. Boy, they got toe up. They got toe up. But it led them on to a conversation when Christmas time come. They said, preacher, you're going to do something special at Christmas. I said, I always do. We buy turkeys and hams. Thanksgiving was first. I said, we buy turkeys and turkey breasts. And I said, well, said, "Well, we'd we'd like to help you. I said, amen. I'll take it. And I said, you can either go buy the turkeys and bring them to me or do what? He said, I don't want to do that. I just like to give you the money. I said, I'll take it. And he said, what all's going on at that hot dog stand anyway? I said, well, I said, we, we gather up and load the tables up with food and I preach for about 10 minutes and try to tell everybody how to be saved in 10 minutes or at least plant a good seed where everybody's got a chance, you know. And uh, just, 
that quick, they both turned. Just as soon as I said preach, they turned. They said, brother, I'd like to come up there and get, them hot, get a hot dog. I love hot dogs. But I ain't coming up there and listening to no preaching. Well, well why is that? Well, we just read it. They don't want to get in that light. Because that light's going to run the darkness off. Amen. Boy, that's good. I, I got this Monday and I about had a spell. Now I'm telling you, I had a time going through that. I thought, my God, how have I missed that for 30 years? Amen. But it's amazing how when that light gets to shining, how it affects everybody. It affects everybody different, you know. But it affects lost people the same way. They run from the light. They run from it. Because they got stuff going on, they got sin going on in their life that they don't want to get brought out, brought out in the open. Amen. When we're telling people the gospel, the good news, this is what you got to do to go to heaven, this is what you got to do to be on God's team, to have God's favor, and we're trying to get them saved, when we shine the light, it lets them see their sin problem. So I want to, I want to kind of reintroduce, imply this too. Uh, don't, don't get to the point soul winning to where you, you start saying things like, now don't take this the wrong way. Uh, well, you, you know, It'd be a lot better if you'd get saved and, and God will take care of you if you'll get saved and, and God loves you. and All that's true. It is. But that ain't shining a light Jesus wants us to shine. He wants us to tell them, point blank, that we're all sinners. We was born like that. We need a Savior. He paid a sin debt for us. Amen. And if they'll get guilty, if they'll accept the fact that they need Jesus, then he can save them. We don't need to sugarcoat the gospel. The, people, the reason people don't get saved ain't because the gospel ain't getting put out. The reason they don't want to get saved because they like being a sinner. They like their sin problem. Amen. That's the truth. I had to learn that. It took time for me to get that. But you know, I'd go to a man's house and go to a man's house and go to a man's house, you know, and get made fun of and they'd be drinking liquor while I was there and talking trash and cussing and carrying on with me, whatever, you know, and I kept going, kept going. I figured out, listen, they like drinking that liquor. They like making fun of the preacher. You know, it's fun to them. Sin's fun. Did you, you ain't forgot that, have you? I know you ain't. You're telling a story if you act like you, you have forgot it. Yeah. I still got enough on me. I know I, it's, it's still it's fun. Sin is fun. Yeah. It is. That's why people do it. Yeah. Feels good. Yeah. You know? The reason people don't come to Christ is because they like their sin. Point blank. It ain't because they're ignorant. It ain't because they ain't heard the gospel. He said in Romans 1, the trees, they can look around and tell that there's a God off of the birds and stuff. That's right. 
It ain't because of ignorance. It ain't because of lack of education. It's because they like sin. Amen. Young people, teenagers, they'll say, well, there's some things I want to do. I can't get saved yet. I got to do this. Amen. I know I raised three kids. I know. Amen. They like sin. They do. Sinners like, they like sin. Amen. Uh, The light come in the world, and they didn't like it. They run from it. And they, you know, they, they killed him, crucified him, because he was shining that light and showing everything that was, and, and this, this part really gets me. I, I, I can't, uh, I'm a little bit over the top probably, or dogmatic or whatever the word is. When, when I hear people talking about Jesus, almost like, and I don't even want to use the word feminine, but almost like he was a, he wasn't a man's man. He, he was a man's man. You hear me? He walked in that temple that day and they had them animals in there and they were shortchanging people for money and he kicked the tables over and made a whip out of some cords and went to whooping hind in, turned the doves loose. He was a man's man. You think John the Baptist was a preacher? Jesus was really a preacher. Amen. He didn't cut no bones about it. Go back and read the Sermon on the Mount. You think he wasn't a preacher? He was a preacher. He didn't care who got mad. He didn't care if he shined the light on them and it hurt their feelings. Amen. We don't, don't quit giving out the gospel. Don't water it down. Don't, don't love on it. Don't attach little hearts to it. Give the gospel out. Because what you're doing, you're going to end up with people, and I don't even like to talk about this. You're going to end up with false converts. I'll put it like that. You'll end up with false converts because they'll go to looking for that nonsense you told them rather than they was a sinner and they needed to get saved by the grace of God, not of their works, least any man should boast. You'll end up with people, and they'll say, well, preacher, you know, I... I couldn't ever find that stuff out you was talking about. Well, you, you better be careful. Give it to them straight is what I'm saying. Yeah. Let the light go out. You know, the ones that's going to get saved don't get saved. You can't make them get saved. That's right. You know what I'm saying. God's going to do his part, but you need to do your part. He's going to draw them, but you need to tell them. He came. He died. He was resurrected. All for their sin problem. And their part is, Lord, I'm a sinner, save me. I'm crooked, I'm bad, I need help, save me. Amen. He loves us. He loves us, he does. He does, he he loves us, duh. He does. He loves us, Marine, he does, brother. He loves us. Jared, he loves us. He does. He loves us. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't, don't quit on the Lord. Don't, don't just come to church every now and then and put your money in the pot and, 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 and do this and do that. God needs you shining that light. He needs you giving that gospel out. Amen. There, there's two women, I'll tell this, and I'm about done. It's 8.30. There's two women. We're running a hot dog stand. I was a man short. 
And so I'm giving out the meat. I say, what do you want, hot dogs, bologna, or liver mush? You get two of them. And they tell him, and this girl comes through, probably 10 people's went through the line, this girl comes through. I'd seen her before, real, real lot of piercings. I never understood these piercings here and here. They call them snake bite, I think. Snake bites. Ain't that what they call that? Anybody know? Y'all better shake your head. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all look at me like y'all ain't never heard of snake bites. I know you have. But anyway, she's pretty pierced up. And, and she said, Preacher, can I talk to you? And I said, Yeah. I said, I got a little problem, though. I said, But there's about 20 more people in that line, and I'm the only one giving me that. I said, Can you just stand right here with me till they come through the line? And I said, You need to talk about getting saved. She said, I sure do. I said, well, you, have you got to go? She said, no, I ain't got to go nowhere. She said, I waited 48 years on this. Amen. Amen. And about 10 people later, another girl come by. She said, preacher, I need to talk to you. Amen. I said, you need to talk about getting saved? She said, I sure do. I said, just stand right there beside her. And we're just like a few more people. As soon as I get done, they come through the line. I, I'm going to bag bag it up and we'll get over at the truck and talk about being saved and we'll, we'll see if y'all want to get saved I'll never take for granted that, that, they, that they really want to you know when we get to the truck and I cracked the old King James Bible open shine the light on them they liked it they accepted that light and I said I'll tell you what I'm going to do I ain't going to pray for you and I ain't going to ask you to pray after me I said I'm going to pray for both of you if you want God to save you, you talk to God about it. Yeah. I wish to God everybody in church could have heard. The one woman I could hear real good, and I couldn't, she was crying. But I wish you could have heard what that woman asked God to forgive her for. I won't never forget it. Unbelievable. She went on down and told it. She said, God, forgive me for this, for this, for this, for this, for this. And I just got to praying louder and louder. Why? You know what I'm saying? Wouldn't have to hear it. Amen. I got done praying. They was both looking at me crying. I watched the light, God's light, go out at that hot dog stand that day. And it affected them two women. And they accepted what Christ did for them. Amen. Now there's 40 people in that line that day. 38 of them rejected it or was saved. Amen. I ain't got a save meter and I can check them. I tell, I tell them that every now and then. I tell them I got a save meter underneath the table. And I'm going to come out when they, when they get down priest. I'm going to go down and check your heart. See, they'll get plumb nervous. You ought to see them. Amen. Amen. Light. Christ come. He is the light. The word of God's the light. Our job is to shine the light. And be straight about it. Our job ain't to, to, to sugarcoat it up and, and, and Joe Osteen it enough to the point of that cat out in California. And, you know, they, well, you know, that ain't, what, that ain't why that Bible was wrote. It was wrote like it's wrote for a reason. It'll do the work, just get it out. It, it'll do everything we need it to do. We just got to give it out. We got to shine the light. Amen. It's a good little old light right here. It's got a light on both sides. Gospel's like that too. Amen. Amen. Oh, it has. It's got two sides to it too. You had a cut going in, 
Feel that cut coming out. Amen. That's some good preaching about that cutting. I've heard a little bit here lately. Woo, thank you, Lord. Remember about the light tonight. About we're supposed to be letting that light shine. Don't let the part that people run from it, don't let that get you down. Don't let the fact that it bothers them and they're going to say ugly stuff about you or call you a bully or call you a bigot or I, all, I get all these words, you know, well, preacher, you know, a good friend of mine's real sick and her, her uh, boy come to the hot dog stand in Henretta and he's on drugs, on meth. And uh, I, yeah, I was preaching, I don't know what he's preaching on, but I was preaching, I was pumping the light out. And she called me, wanted me to pray for him. She said, brother, he come down and I heard you preach. He really don't like you. And I said, well, he ain't supposed to like me. Amen. I said, it ain't me that he's got a problem with. It's that word of God he's got the problem with. I said, that light got on him and he's tore up. I said, best thing you can do, keep praying for him, but don't pet him. Don't coddle him. Amen. Send him back down there. Get him another hot dog. Amen. That boy had long hair when he first started coming. He kept coming. Next thing I know, them old Methodist women said, look, y'all preacher got his hair cut. I said, that light done got on him, boy. Amen. He didn't get saved that I know of, but he was walking toward that light. He wasn't running from it like he was when he started off. That's God's job. We, our job is keep, keep giving the light out, keep pumping it out. Amen. God got to deal with the final product. He'll water it. He'll cultivate it. He'll put things in their way. He'll turn them a certain way. Amen. That's what he does. Our job is to give out the gospel. Shine the light. Let it fall where it falls. Amen. Everybody got that? I feel like I'm at the hot dog stand. I, I was about to say something crazy for a minute. I realize I'm at church, not the hot dog stand. Amen. Amen. You'll never know what effect you're having until some time goes by. Me and Mama's, Mama's real sick, and y'all know that. And uh, I led these two sisters to the Lord, and at the time, a boy, now he's one of them girls' his husband. So it, it, you could say it's this, this woman that brought us food to the house. It was her two daughters, and now it's her son-in-law. They've been married and got, all of them got young as ever wore. That was 15, 20 years ago. I was driving an old church, man. I went and got them. I lived up in Spindale. And I went from Broad River. I was going to Broad River, drove all the way to Spindale to get these kids. Hey, they got saved. Times went on now. They all married and got kids. Well, the mama come to the house. She cut hair with my wife. And she come to the house and brought us some food the other day. That just blessed my soul. You know, that, that she come and, and she sat there and cried on the couch. And she said, Kenneth, I'll never will forget when that first girl come home and told me she got saved. And I asked her where she got saved and she said, in the church van. And then Frankie got saved, her boyfriend. Then the younger girl got saved. Well, guess what? The younger girl's a CNA at a rest home where I preach at. I'm all lathered up preaching this John 3, 16 last week. She walks in bringing somebody in. I said, whoo! 
Hey! And I had a mask on. She had a mask on. I said, boy, it looks like Amber. And I finally said, hey, what's your name, girl? She pulled a mask in. She was crying. She said, it's me, preacher. It's me. Amen. I, I really believe I could be totally wrong, and, and we might, I might not ought to say this, but I really believed what was going on with Mama has speeded up so much in the last two weeks that I believe God positioned them two women in the hot dog line the other day just to give me a boost, just to get me charged up. I believe that. And then I know he sent that girl in that restaurant up there the other day. And then I for sure know he sent her mama to my house two days ago. He just kind of made a loop with me. Let me know I'm still with you, brother. I got this. Amen. I know it's tough, but I got it. You just keep preaching, keep shining that light. I'll fight the devil. Don't worry about that. You keep giving out the gospel. That's our job. I just want to put that out a little bit tonight. Amen. Anybody wants to come to the hot dog stand, give out a soul winning track, you 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 welcome. We ain't gonna run nobody off. We'll double up. If we got if we, if we got one handing out bananas, we'll get two handing out bananas. We'll put two handing out bread, whatever. Don't matter. Amen. Amen. The Bible says this, and I'm done. I'll let the preacher come finish it up. The Bible says this. When I'm so winning and I'm knocking on doors or something, if I don't get a chance to, to get into the, the soul winning spiel, the gospel, if all I can do is leave them with one scripture, this is the one I leave them with. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. I, I'll let that soak in them when I leave. And you wouldn't believe what that one, one verse of scripture would do to a man. I've heard it said it's the gospel inside a gospel, the Bible in the Bible. I've heard all kind of, and then I've heard guys kick that too and say, well, no, and, you know. But it, it, the, 316 is powerful, powerful scripture because it covers everything he did, and it covers God's love. It covers going to hell. It covers everything. But Paul took it a little bit different way because he's preaching to Gentiles, and we Gentiles anyway. Paul said, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord. Lord, I'm a sinner, shall be saved. Amen. Remember that. Amen. That'll work. It has a bunch of times for me. Amen. Amen. Be sure and pray for my wife tonight when you get home. She's had a bad, bad, bad day. Rough day. I made her a coffee cake, and I think it about killed her. Amen. She's got something wrong in here. With the tubular system, I'll put it like that. Something going down the piping. Piping ain't right from all that medicine she's took. So just pray her up real good. And uh, we don't have a shouting fit for it's over with. Here we are. <laughs> don't miss it. I'm telling you. Amen. She done knows what she wants preached. She done wrote the songs down she wants sung. Amen. What all be like that? You ought to make preparations for that final day. Because I guarantee you this, you don't know what day it is. It's appointed unto man once to die. Well, guess who does the appointing? He does. That's good hot dog preaching right there. They don't like it when I get talking like that. They get a little nervous. They get talking about die. I said, look in the big square. Look at Harrison's calling. Go, go down and look at it. 
Pull it up on your phone, look at it. Everybody dies ain't 85 years old. You know? Two babies burned up in the house over the other day. Two and three-year-olds. We don't know. we got to be ready. Amen. Hallelujah. Remember about that light. That'll help you. Don't, uh, don't quit doing what you're supposed to be doing just because of friction, just because of what you're catching. Just keep putting light out. God deal with that. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. When somebody leaves church, don't get too tore up back. Amen. They just hunt in a little shadier spot. Amen. That ain't always the case, but I, you know what I'm saying. A lot of times it is. That's why we see them, and then about two weeks later, <laughs> we don't see them. That light too bright. Amen. Come on, preacher.